you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Oh yeah, Dream Team, we are here. I am Kyle Brand, it is Will Selva, it is Sean O'Hara and Peter Schrager. One of these faces you're looking at right now thinks the Browns should reach out to Baker Mayfield, and one of these faces has still not seen Top Gun Maverick. Who done it? Who said it? We got three hours to figure it out, guys. Let's get after the lead block of the program. Good morning, football on a Wednesday. We start with the Bengals. Lead block. AFC champions. Guys, Joe Mixon. Go, Joe Mixon went to the Pro Bowl last year, and he had something to say about some prospects or maybe some doubters going into this year he told kpix listen to what mixon had to say quote i feel like we might be the hottest thing smoking in the nfl on sundays with the talent we got and who we (laughs) added on to this year i feel like we're bound to have a hell of a season the best thing about it is we've been there before and we know how to get there we've just got to stick to the basics one week at a time and that's what's gonna happen how about joe the hottest thing smoking on sunday yes. it's a great quote from a really really good player but you know we were talking about this yesterday and peter brought up the idea that why aren't the Bengals getting more run as the afc favorites over buffalo over kansas city let's even walk that back a little bit guys AFC North, one of the more mercurial divisions we've got going on this offseason. Can we say for certain that the 2022 Bengals are favorites in their own division, Super Bowl champion Sean O'Hara? What do you think? Yeah, I love the theme here. We got Smoking Joe. We got Smoking Joe Mixon talking about Smoking Joe Burrow. The lasting image I have of, of Burrow's college career is him posted up with that cigar after winning the natty. When you look at the Bengals, 
as we narrow down into this conference and, and, and the AFC North, we talk about t-shirts and hats when you win the division. For this theme, let's go cigar wrappers. Start putting the wrapper on the right. cigar that says AFC North Champs on it right there. Go ahead and just put the logo on there. If you want to make it a Bengal stripe, go ahead. When you look at what the Bengals did last year, look, offensively, the, the moxie that Joe Burrow showed, the explosive ability of Jamar Chase, and when you look at T. Higgins, Tyler Board, everything they did offensively, look, how would you not take Joe Burrow over any quarterback in this division with the game on the line, with third down on the line, fourth down on the line? No, nobody was better last year than Joe Burrow on third or fourth down. You're not taking any quarterback over Joe Burrow in that division. And when I look at how good they were offensively and defensively, some of the things they struggle with, but, you know, they got to the quarterback, but stopping the run, obviously something they got to be better at. I look at this team. They didn't beat themselves, guys. I think when you look at there are great teams that can manufacture points and they can, you know, they can score touchdowns, they can get yards, but they're constantly shooting themselves in the foot. The Bengals did not do that. Look at what they did last year. They were the second fewest penalized team in the NFL and that right there is a tribute to the coaching staff to Zach Taylor and and trickling all the way down throughout the team they are not going to beat themselves I think that's something that you can absolutely carry over in the next season along with all of that offensive production Sean, they play with a lot of discipline, as you pointed out. They have a lot going for them, and they obviously deserve the benefit of the doubt given what they did by reaching the Super Bowl, but I don't think it's necessarily clear-cut. There is little margin for error in this division, and you also have to keep in mind they have an absolutely brutal schedule. They have the third toughest schedule in the entire league. Remember last year, they played a last place schedule. This year, that first place schedule will be a different animal. That means goodbye to the likes of the Jags and the Jets from the other divisions and hello, Titans, Chiefs, Bills, and Cowboys. Not saying they can't do it, guys. Still think Cincy is going to be really good, but the Ravens, boy, if they are healthy, they are going to be a force. They also have one of the easiest schedules around. Also keeping in mind that every team goes through this, and Sean, you know, so after you win or go to a Super Bowl, it's a lot harder to go back. I don't think it's a Super Bowl hangover. It's just the schedule's a lot tougher. You also have a target on your back. And also, Peter, some things have to go your way as well. Yeah, and, and you mentioned, well, they have to now play the, the Chiefs and the Titans. Well, they beat those teams in their building, in the playoffs. Like, let's respect the Bengals for what they've done, and let's say, hey, first-place schedule, let's give them the respect. They've earned that first-place schedule. But you mentioned the Ravens, Will. What they did to the Ravens last year was shocking, and it was twice. Here was the first time they played. 41-17, to Burrow throwing for 416 yards. Lamar Jackson was the quarterback. And the Ravens are licking their chops. Let us get another chance at these guys. Let us get another chance. Look what happens the next time they play. This is nine weeks later. The Bengals beat them 41-21 to and essentially knock them out of the playoff picture. Of course, there was no Lamar Jackson. And, and I know that Baltimore franchise. And I can assure you that the Ravens brass has been talking about those two games in January, in February, in March, in April, in May, now in June. And guess what? They won't be the same team next year that they were a year ago. Look at who is coming back to the Ravens. Most importantly, Lamar Jackson. Four games missed with an ankle. He also didn't feel well, missed a game. We didn't know if it was COVID or the flu. You got J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards who had freakish injuries. Obviously, Marcus Peters in that same group, which was during training camp. 
Ronnie Stanley might be one of the best tackles in the football uh, world, missed 16 games, and Marlon Humphrey's coming back with a torn pack. This is a team that's returning a lot of talent. They're going to be better next year, no matter what, just based on the sheer veterans that are coming back healthy. I would think it's the Ravens and the Bengals, and that's no disrespect to the Steelers, and I have no idea what we're getting from the Browns right now, and I don't think anyone does based on the quarterback position. But I think the Ravens are licking their chops. It's going to be a two-horse race out of the gates, and I'm curious to see who comes out on top. I like hearing about Baltimore, Peter. I also say never sleep on Pittsburgh, and then Cleveland is just so, uh, as I said earlier, mercurial right now. But there's a naivete that we all do, and we all have, even in this industry, where we just uh, blindly hype whoever lost the Super Bowl and just assume they'll be back. Because, man, what a great season, and they made so many great plays and so many great highlights. And I think it's especially naive this year, because we're talking about a Bengals team that's done it one time. It was a great season. In fact, was it a great season or was it a great run? It's a 10-7 team. They lost to the Bears. Joe Burrow threw an interception on three straight plays. It was an awesome run, and it seems to be very promising. You want to get in on this, and they're so young and so fast. But, guys, it's the Cincinnati Bengals here. This is not the most prosperous, successful franchise in all of sports. They had a one great year. And I don't know. I'm going to inject this little thing right here. I want your thoughts on this. There's this stat that is going around that I have seen in this Instagram account, this Twitter account, this radio show, this podcast, that people are sort of tagging to Joe Burrow, and it is about quarterbacks who lose their Super Bowl debut. 16 straight quarterbacks who have lost their Super Bowl debut have never gotten back. Let me walk you through it. Jimmy Garoppolo, the last one, the upper left, Jared Goff, Matt Ryan, and then you just start going. Rex Grossman, Hasselback, down the middle column, McNabb, DeLome, Gannon, Collins, McNair. These quarterbacks never returned. Chandler, Bledsoe, Neil O'Donnell, and Stan Humphreys in January of 1995. That is the current streak. No one has ever took one on the chin in their first Super Bowl and then gotten back. All right, so you have guys who have won their debut, Eli Manning, Nick Foles. But people are trying to say, listen, sometimes teams get hot, a quarterback gets hot, and then it all just falls apart, or the organization doesn't have the infrastructure or the foresight to maintain success after having one good run, and Joe Burrow is going to be 17 straight, particularly in a loaded AFC where there are about nine teams that we could see winning the Super Bowl, if not more. Peter, I want your thoughts on what we just showed because we had Stan Humphreys in the 7A block of the program. Anytime we can talk Chris Chandler and Stan Humphreys at 7 a.m. in 2022, I'm a happy guy. You know that. Um, Stan Humphreys had Natron Means in the backfield, and you better believe he was relying on him. Joe Mixon's going to be relied on as well. What I look at is that the Bengals didn't lose a ton of guys over the offseason. They didn't yeah. lose a ton of coaches. They bring back just about everybody, and they also added a Ted Karras. They added a Lyle Collins, and then in the draft, they addressed needs. They're like, all right, let's go get some defensive backfield if we need, and let's go get beef up the offensive line. Like The Bengals might not have a huge window, and I know what you're saying, saying this hasn't been the most historic franchise over the last 20 years. If anything, they've let talent walk out, and they haven't paid their guys. But I, like, I'm watching the Jesse Bates thing closely, and of course, I'm looking at how these contracts will go over the next few years, but for the 2022 season, the Bengals bring everyone back. Like I, I don't think this is a fluke. I think this team will be one of those Super Bowl losers that does return to the playoffs. 
from Peter's lips to God's ears, and I think we can agree, guys, that one of the things that Bengals have going for them, even outside the organization, is the state of the nation of the Cleveland Browns, which we now segue into. We'll keep you updated all week and all month on this. We have developing news with Deshaun Watson, who is a Browns quarterback. Yesterday was the first day of his disciplinary hearings. I'm sure you've heard about it and read about it. You're about to get more information on it, courtesy of the rap sheet, Ian Rappaport. Day one of the disciplinary hearing for Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson came and went on Tuesday. And all sides are expected back at the table on Wednesday. This hearing in front of retired judge Sue L. Robinson, who's been jointly appointed by the NFL and the NFLPA, could actually last three days. So there is a possibility, based on how it goes, that all sides could be back at the table on Thursday. Of course, there have been more than 20 lawsuits alleging sexual misconduct against Deshaun Watson. But the NFL is presenting the case of five of these women who allege that he violated the NFL's personal conduct policy. The league believes and is going to argue that Watson should be suspended at least a year indefinitely with the possibility of applying after a calendar year. Of course, Watson's lawyers and those from the NFLPA are arguing that his suspension should be far shorter, perhaps even zero games. Absent some sort of resolution, which at this point would be a surprise, expect the hearing to end, expect both sides to file briefs in the coming days, and expect a couple weeks until Sue Robinson makes a decision. All right, you know it, you love it, it is time for the staple of this program. It is time for Whiteboard Wednesday. Guys, make sure you get your markers, you get your whiteboards out. We begin in New York. So Giants receiver oh, yeah. Sterling Shepard is excited for the new look of the offense there now that Brian Dable is there saying there's a lot of potential for a lot of big plays. Now I pose this question to you all. The offense you think has the most potential heading into this season is whom? Peter Schrager. I'm going with the Dolphins. If you can see that, that's a dolphin jumping a out of the water. Yeah. I'll tell you this, uh, potential? These guys have all the potential in the world. You're talking about Tyreek Hill, the fastest player in football. Raheem Mostert gets added to that team. And then you go through the list of new offensive linemen and Connor Williams and Taron Armstead. And that doesn't even start to really scratch the surface because Jalen Waddle led the NFL's rookies all time in receptions last year. And oh yeah, you're dropping in Mike McDaniel, an offensive genius who drew up one of the most creative, innovative, toughest, and fastest offenses with the 49ers alongside Kyle Shanahan. Potential? Give me the Dolphins on my white piece of paper here and with the Dolphin jumping out of the water. I'm with you. I'm co-signing on it, Shregs, and I'm not going to draw wow. any, any Dolphins or porpoises of any kind, but Miami, no doubt, when, when you talk about potential, we've been talking about it for months. They, they are assembling a dream team offensively. You mentioned all of the additions, everybody around Tua. And yet, we still don't know what we're getting from Tua. And we don't know what we're going to get from this offense. So, I think the potential absolutely is there. I can't wait to see what Mike McDaniel cooks up. But I feel like as much as everybody's expecting these wow and gadget plays, look, that's not the bread and butter of the offense. The bread and butter of this offense is going to be the running game. And that's why I think Teron Armstead and Connor Williams, those two additions, could have just as big of an impact as a Tyreek Hill. Uh, I'm also, you know, for Jalen Waddle, when you look at what he did last year, 104 catches, that's, that's a, an NFL rookie record. I think that's kind of under the radar as far as how productive he was as a young player. I forgot. Today is Wednesday. Uh, on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, we become an in-house Miami Dolphins program. Uh, so see you Friday, guys. We'll do more <laughs> Miami Dolphins talk. You ever have a thing in the offseason where you just fall in love with the team and you're not even sure why and you just keep talking about them? 
Listen, I've said this a thousand times this offseason. I am really excited about the 2022 Vikings, mostly because of Kevin O'Connell. I think they got one of these young little uh, McVay uh, Russian nesting dolls that everyone's trying to get. They got theirs. Their <laughs> offense is going to be amazing. I don't need to go on and on. But I will tell you this right now. Screw it. It's late June. I'm predicting them to win the NFC North. I think the Vikings are going to win the division this year, and that's why I'm excited about them. Mm. Whoa. All right. There you go. Kyle? Yeah. Well done. Okay, for me, sure, why not? Hey, Wednesday here, it's not even July. Let's go for it. All right, for me, I said it is the Bengals. I love the fact that they've got a quarterback who's dripping with swag, with confidence. And you know what? Not only does he have it, he gets it, guys. Check out this Twitter exchange, if you will, between Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, okay? This is what Jamar Chase had said. Joey B, sweary fast, y'all, like 20 miles per hour fast. To which Joey B had responded, one might say, dot, 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 sneaky uh-huh. fast. Yes, with the winking emoji, he definitely knows. We talk about it on this program all the time about sneaky athletic, sneaky fast, whatever it is. The man is an athlete. The man can run, and he will be without that knee brace, guys. He had it all season long. And one thing to keep in mind is he brings a different element to this offense now that he won't be having that knee brace there. He's going to be able to have that same kind of run that he had against the Chargers, that quarterback draw. We saw some of those nifty moves. So I am expecting Joey B to be a little bit more nimble there in the pocket. Sneaky fast, if you will. Good morning, football! You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Good morning, football. Baker Mayfield, currently a Browns quarterback, was at a kid's camp in his old college campus in Oklahoma, and he was asked, now hold on a second, Baker, We're hearing that Deshaun could be suspended for up to a year, potentially. They need a quarterback. What about you and the Browns making it work again? 
I think it's uh, been pretty obvious the mutual decision on both sides is, is to move on. I'm thankful for my four years in Cleveland. There's a lot of ups and downs and a ton of learning experiences that you know I'll forever keep with me. Teammates and friends and relationships that I'll have for a lifetime. But I think a lot of people think if they didn't have a quarterback for the next year, would, would there be any chance of reconciliation there? No, I, I think for that to happen, there would have to be some reaching out. But we're ready to move on, I think, on both sides. All right, so this is kind of fascinating now. Peter, you're already rearing to get in here. I don't blame you. Just a little context. Baker Mayfield is a Cleveland Brown. He is under contract. He has one year left on his deal to be a Browns quarterback. What do you think when you hear him talking with almost a little bit of a grin on his face? Where does this thing go? Yeah, you reap what you sow is what he's saying. And I'm not going to bail you out now, even though they are paying him $18 million right now. But like Baker's done. Like, Baker will not be a Brown. He's not going to go back there. He's got, he's got too much pride. And as much as you might say, well, financially, he's under contract. Like, And on the, the flip side of it, I don't think the Browns want him. They do have Jacoby Brissett, who is a capable backup in this league. He's had a multiple chances to be a starter. He's probably a number two. Um, and he's the insurance plan if Deshaun Watson isn't able to play football this year due to a suspension. But I, I don't think this is a good idea to try to patch this up or the Browns to come back crawling or for Baker to come back and try to approach them. From what it sounds like, the Browns have not made any effort to bring Baker back in the fold. And the second Baker went on Instagram and expressed his feelings and demanded a trade, I think both sides were like, all right, this is the equivalent. And I don't know if his analogy is too graphic in the morning or if it's inappropriate or whatever it is, but this is the equivalent of a married couple going through a really difficult time and then saying, you know what, let's have another baby and let's have another baby and see if, if maybe that patches our relationship up. I don't think you need a 2022 season as the baby in this one. It's time for both sides to move on, whether Baker's traded or Baker is cut. If Baker's traded for 20 cents on the dollar, I think it's better for both sides. As crazy as that sounds, considering he was, you know, obviously uh, a team a quarterback took him to the playoffs and has played through injury and all this stuff, but I think it's Brissett or it's Watson. I don't think it's Baker Mayfield. I think that's both for both sides. I think it's probably better that way as far as the way that these feelings are going at the moment. You can hear Baker's voice. like he, He's moved on. You know, I think that he's not even thinking about the Browns and obviously all of the repair that would have to go into that. But I think when you look at the Cleveland Browns right now, where are you right now? Where are the fans right now? I'm a former Cleveland Brown. I'm a, I get newsletters from the Cleveland Browns alumni every couple of months. And you find yourself saying like, all right, What's going on here? This is a franchise that has been in quarterback purgatory since it came back in 1999. Baker Mayfield is the first quarterback to come back and win a playoff game, and you just rush him out the door. Shregs is talking about, you know, maybe having a baby to keep him together. I think Kyle did a whole spoof on this about how this is like getting a divorce from your wife and bringing in the mistress the next day and giving her a, a, a whole new bag and a whole new wardrobe and everything that the other wife wanted, and now that wife's going to jail. So now you're trying to bring back the OG, the original wife. I, this whole thing is a mess right now. And I think there's no way Baker plays for the Cleveland Browns. And look, if you're the Cleveland Browns, even if Baker came back to play, you know it's a part-time thing. So you're kind of putting the Browns fans into this whole double dutch situation where, all right, are we back on board with Baker now? Is he our guy? But Deshaun's still waiting in the wings. We don't know when we're getting him back. I can't believe that Cleveland has fallen this far in the offseason. Normally this time of year, we're hyping up how good they are. Man, we got OBJ and Jarvis Landry and, and Nick Chubb. And when they drafted Baker, it was the all hype team in the offseason. Right now, I, the Cleveland is, there's more question marks than answers right now. And I can't believe we're even talking about Baker Mayfield going to the back, back to the Browns. That man's got some pride, right? You may think he has an ego. I know he's got some respect for himself. There's no way in hell he's going back to play for the Browns.
Sean, you'd mentioned it. I do think that they have a lot of talent still on this roster, but the quarterback situation now, no way is Baker Mayfield going to want to come back. That bridge has been burned. There is just no chance for reconciliation just by looking at the smirk on his face. There is no room for any interpretation there. We know that this is what the Browns were going to invite with the risk of signing Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, $230 million that is guaranteed for him. So they put in a lot of risk in this and also giving up a lot of draft capital. But Cleveland, here's your guy right now, Jacoby Brissett. Not a knock against him at all. Very serviceable. They signed him right after making the Watson deal in case this exact scenario came to fruition. Jacoby Brissett may not be the most exciting choice. 14 and 23 in his career as a starter, but this is the corner Cleveland back themselves into. I don't think you can crawl back to Baker now. It's ridiculous. The new things might go in this direction. They got Brissett as a backup plan, and they may have just to eat this year and figure the rest out going forward as the disciplinary process plays out. And as we know, this takes some time, and the Browns knew there had to be some blowback on this, and there's definitely going to be with the product on the field, Kyle, is Jacoby Brissett or Josh Dobbs, and that's what they've got. There's no way that Baker's coming back. I don't know if there's no way. I don't know if there should be no way. I'm going to go the other way on this. First of all, I don't think you can just eat a year in the middle of your new head coach's ascension and in just a couple years removed from a playoff season. You can't tell your fans, we're going to eat the year because we messed up by signing this guy who might be some sort of problem in the community and paid him the biggest contract ever. We'll just eat the year. That's embarrassing. That's unprofessional. It's pathetic. I've heard a lot of, as you guys were talking about the idea of how would you get Baker to come back? He doesn't want to come back. And I keep hearing the word pride and pride and pride. And that's one of the seven deadly sins. You know what another one of the seven deadly sins is? Wrath. And if you were Kevin Stefanski and you go and you decide, listen, we got screwed in this Deshaun ruling that came down. We got nobody. I I don't feel comfortable with Jacoby. I I want Baker. I want to try to get back to the playoffs. You call Baker and the pitch is you're going to have an unprecedented in the 100 plus year history of the NFL season. And it is the all time double bird screw you season. Not to teams that didn't draft you to the team that did draft you and the team that went to replace you. Baker, this is wheelhouse for you. A lot of guys can't handle this. You want anger, motivation, channel it up to the front office as you throw for a touchdown to Amari Cooper against the Steelers. Let's do this. Because I gotta also tell you, Baker, I keep hearing Baker's gonna move on. Move on to where? Nobody's calling, guys. The Browns phones aren't ringing. It's almost July. We've been at this thing for months. Nobody's interested. Moving on to what? High school coaching? That's it. So Baker's got no other job. And these sort of Chris Rock men are only as faithful as their options take is coming up. And I don't think the Browns are going to have another quarterback. I think there's going to be a sledgehammer coming. And I think the best quarterback is a guy that they're going to say, well, it's just too awkward. Sit down and have a human conversation. Because the pitch to Baker is play one season, make your $20 million, take us to the playoffs, sign a huge contract extension with another team, and then take that team's flag and walk to the middle of Brown Stadium Mm, and slam it on the 50-yard line and then walk off. 
That's the play. That's the pitch. Peter, tell, tell me I'm wrong. I love it. And I think if, if we're talking about it just without emotions and you rip the emotions out of it and logically and rationally and if you're pragmatic, you'd say, hey, you've got one year left on your contract. Kill it. Be the noble citizen. You be the good guy. And then you put them in a tough spot and then you sign elsewhere. I, I just don't know if Baker ever wants to wear that uniform again. I don't know if all those bridges have been burned. But Kyle, on paper, it makes a hell of a lot of sense. I don't know if you were in the same situation, if you would feel the same. I don't know if I would either, but Baker Mayfield is uh, one in a million in terms of a personality. I'm not him. None of us are him. I don't know if there's another quarterback between the ears like him in the league. The rivers burn in Cleveland. The bridges do not. Reach out and call him if you don't have a better quarterback. Welcome back to Good Morning Football. Eagles fans, if you're watching, you're going to have a huge smile on your face soon. We're talking about a 10-year NFL veteran. He's got a Super Bowl ring, three Pro Bowl berths, and a first-team All-Pro on the mantle. He's also one of the best dudes in the league. Let's welcome in Mr. Lane Johnson. Lane, what's happening, man? What up, Lane? What's going on? Yeah, Good morning. Up, Lane? Good morning. We just got done with this tight end university, and I'm watching all this stuff about these quarterbacks taking their, their other quarterbacks and wide receivers to these sunny locations. What's going on in Frisco, Texas this weekend, and why is Lane Johnson fired up for it? Uh, we're having our fifth O-line mastermind summit uh, brought to you in part by Metro Ford of OKC and uh, a great kind of a uh, little mini vacation where a lot of vets, former players, college players meet and just try to get better at what they're doing. And it really has been a great time. And I think we're expecting around 175 to 200 people. So it's, it's consistently growing. It's an amazing thing you do. I can't even imagine what the bill is for catering. I can't imagine what the bill is uh, for plumbing. Like you, you got, It's going to be an incredible event. Sean O'Hara wishes he could go badly. You know what's funny, Liam, is that we used to work in this place where they had this looping video that would run and consistently. It was all these NFL players dancing, and it was these wideouts doing these amazing moves and these running backs, and yeah. you were in the loop. The only lineman, and you were doing this crazy move with your feet and your legs. You've always been the freakiest athlete. <laughs> to that point, you released a video on social media this week of you throwing up the LBs on the bench. And that bar is bending lane. I need to know yeah, how much weight is this? And dude, how are you feeling now a decade into the league? Uh, that was uh, 465. I feel a lot better. I really, really the past two years uh, was a struggle just because I had ankle surgery. I didn't feel quite as explosive like in the run game as, as I felt previously, but I'm feeling good. Uh, so yeah, bench is nice, but we do a lot of leg work too. So a lot of that and four. So yeah, man, right now we're, we're in the heat of uh, training. Training camp starts uh, July 25th. So uh, trying to stay nimble and quick, man. These defensive ends, defensive linemen are getting are getting more freakier. So you gotta you gotta try to match them. Those guys are, uh, are pretty fast, pretty strong, and you're keeping up with them. Uh, that looked to me like this barn that you call the bro barn. Is that where that bench press took place and that shirtless photo took place? I mean, it actually took place here in uh, Oklahoma. My buddy uh, Tom Wart that played uh, with me in college uh, has a gym out here. But when I'm not here, my trainer is up in uh, Jersey full time. So even when I'm not there, a lot of the guys are training. So Jalen, Nate Herbig, John Runyon Jr., Cesar Ruiz, Baldinger usually usually comes in there. Usually he'll leave out his deadlift equipment. So we'll have to put that up sometimes. But uh, other than that, it's uh, right. pretty consistent around there. Howie Roseman obviously knows this is a crucial season. I guess every season is a crucial season but especially for, for your quarterback, Jalen Hurts. So he went out, he got A.J. Brown to pair him with Devontae Smith. So in your opinion, do you think the Eagles have the best wide receiving duo in all of football? I guess we'll find out. I know I know we loaded up this offseason with uh, with some ammo in our arsenal. But, uh, yeah, I was extremely happy to get him uh, to pair along with Devontae and the rest of our receiving core, Dallas Goddard, tight end position. 
Uh, he's just one of those guys, man. Like I said before, you look at him, he's about 6'1", six, 6'2", six, six, two, 225. Kind of has that Andre Johnson type built, very physical. So, yeah, man, I'm just going to do my best to keep Jalen clean and uh, let him get the ball out. But, yeah, man, I'm really excited about Jalen. I think you can speak for a lot of players, usually from their first year starting to their second year um, playing. They make a lot of progressions, and I think that's what we're all looking for. You always keep the quarterback clean, man. It's something you do. You're also an avid outdoorsman. You understand the fishing and the woods and all that. I got to tell you, Lane, we had this guy yesterday, the Jaguars offensive tackle, Jawan Taylor. He comes on the show. He hit us with this picture man. of a 400-pound grouper that he pulled out of the water. Your thoughts on this, Lane, and give us your own best fishing story. I've always seen the videos of the grouper. I've never caught one. I couldn't imagine how long it might have took him to get one in. But one time I was fishing out of Jupiter, Florida, hooked a bull shark uh, for two hours and about an hour 55. I was like, dude, you got to cut this line. I'm not fighting this thing no more. And then as soon as I said that, he started slowly dragging up. And really when they get fatigued, they can get so fatigued, they'll just come up sideways. And that was probably my greatest victory, uh, including all the sports, uh, was that over that bull shark. So that was that was my toughest fight. Oh, yes. I mean, you're talking about winning a Super Bowl over Tom Brady and the Patriots, but the bull shark takes the crown. I absolutely love that, Lane. Takes the cake. You, you are the man. This weekend, OL Masterminds, it sounds like a master class and it's going to be in Frisco, Texas. It's the best of the best and they're all trading info and insight and you're leading the way. Thanks for all that you do. 10 years in the league, Lane Johnson, you have been an outstanding player, but you're an even outstanding person as well. And we appreciate you being on our show. Thanks for having me, guys. Good morning, football. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Good morning, football. The Aaron Rodgers talk. There he is. Those two, no more. Divorce. Uh, conscious uncoupling, if you will. Shout out Apple Paltrow. But Devontae uh, is now a Raider. Aaron Rodgers is still a Packer. But check this out. You want a new take on this? The intrepid Rhett Lewis caught up with Brett Favre, who's having a hell of a summer at the Senior Bowl Hall of Fame just this week. Brett's out there in a number four hat talking about Rodgers. Take it away, Rhett. 
you went through some wide receiver transition, yeah. right, in, in your career, whether it was from Sterling yeah. and Robert and, and, and so on. And you've got, you know, Aaron now up in Green Bay without Devontae Adams for the first time in a long time. How do you think he, he deals with that sort of transition? Probably the same way I, I dealt with it. You just go on. It, it is what it is. You know, I think that the transition for me from Sterling to the next receiver, people may disagree, but that was harder than, than Aaron because he's more established. He'll make these, these guys that, that are newcomers or, or first or second year guys, he'll make them better. He'll be productive as he always is. All right, so Rhett and Brett, we got takes. He's, Brett says he'll be as productive as he always is. Willie, though, with all due respect to Brett Favre's thoughts on the situation, let's go to some real authorities on the Packers quarterback, the four of us here on the show. Do we think, seriously, in a Super Bowl or bust season like they all are for Green Bay, does losing somebody like Devontae change that conversation, and will they take a step back? Will Selva, follow Brett Favre's response with your own. Concern, yes. Panic, no. You know why? Because we've seen this before. Let's show highlights of what happened week eight between the Cardinals and the Packers. They got a little sampling of what it was like with life and without Devontae Adams. Remember, this was an undefeated Cardinals team that was on a roll. The Packers pulled off the 24-21 win, and they did it without Devontae Adams. Yes, that is Randall Cobb making the catch there, but let's check out some of the numbers from that game. They got 188 combined scrimmage yards from running backs Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. They didn't get more than 30 yards out of a wide receiver, and Aaron Rodgers finished with just 184 and two touchdowns. It may not look the same as it's looked in the past. Rodgers may not put up the eye-popping numbers, but I think this offense can still be lethal. You may not get the 300 yards every single game out of Aaron Rodgers, but I think this offense, as long as they utilize an Aaron Jones like they did in that game, you know, Peter, they could they could make this thing work. I mean, we're, we're talking about a future Hall of Famer under center, so as long as he's there, they can make this thing work, Peter. We should. And Kyle, after the show, we're going to get Lynn Dickey and Magic Man Mikowski, and we're going to get all the Packers quarterbacks right. to talk about this yes, and then come to us for our thoughts. But, I, you know, it's not just Devontae, though. Like, I, I, I know the question is, are you concerned without Adams? But I think it's being very, very, very under-discussed that they lost their offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett. And not only Nathaniel Hackett, because he goes to be a head coach with the Broncos, but even quiet, quieter than that is... They lost their quarterbacks coach, Luke Getze, who was running that room and was kind of handling the Rodgers love marriage. And then uh, you're losing two of your offensive masterminds. And I know LaFleur is an offensive coach, but you're putting a lot on the plate of a young guy. Let me introduce you guys to Adam Stavanovich, okay? Adam Stavanovich played at Michigan. He was the offensive line coach last year. He has been rising up the ranks with the Packers, but he's going to be the offensive quarter right, uh, coordinator right now. That's a huge title. This is a guy who's had a rocket-like rise up the org chart. Adam Stanadovich, I'm saying it all wrong. I, I remember him as a player, and he's a great, great offensive line coach. Look, this is a young guy. He was playing college ball when Rodgers was already drafted by the Packers in 2005. So I, I look at this coaching staff, and I know LaFleur has, has had great success, but two of his top lieutenants on the offensive side of the ball are gone. I know Tom Clements is coming back. He's retired. He's 68 years old. I'm not sure that that's the best option at this stage of, of Rodgers' career either as you're talking to innovation and all that. 
I am concerned. I, I think Adams is one of the top three wide receivers in the league, and I think you're losing two really, really important offensive minds in that room in both Hackett and Luke Getze, and you're putting a lot on the plate of a young offensive line coach who's now going to be the offensive coordinator for the first time in his career. Yeah, Shregs, that's a great point, and, and that's who's in Aaron Rodgers' ear, you know, in between every play, and, and guess what? If you don't have the play ready on third down for Aaron Rodgers, like, he's going to be looking at the side, like, hey, let's go. Like, so that that's absolutely an integral part uh, of this whole offense. I think it's great that we got Brett Favre weighing in on Aaron Rodgers here. And obviously their relationship has come full circle now. And I know everybody's like, hey, look, they're friends and that's great and they're tight. But look, don't think for a second Aaron Rodgers is not still competing against Brett Favre and his legacy. All right. Look, Aaron Rodgers just won the back MVP two seasons in a row. Look, he's it's only happened five times in the history of the NFL. But Brett Favre is the only player in the history of the NFL to win three consecutive MVP trophies. So look, Aaron Rodgers wants to win football games and, and Super Bowl trophies, but there, there's also that aspect of it that I'm sure he's pushing himself and motivating himself. So the question is, uh, Aaron Rodgers, can he do it without Devontae Adams? Devontae Adams just broke the, the Green Bay Packers record for receiving yards in a season. You know whose record he broke? It was Jordy Nelson's, all right, who set it with Aaron Rodgers. So for Aaron Rodgers, yes, he's gonna have to find a way to, to create that production can he do it with one guy? I don't think that record's going to get broken for the next couple of years. But it's this production that we're seeing right now that made Devontae Adams' value skyrocket in this offense. This is what drove the offense to those 13 wins two seasons in a row. Because it's not about yards. It's about getting points. It's about scoring touchdowns. When you get down there in the red zone, their ability to make up these plays, whether it's a jet sweep like that or whether it's a pivot route, whether it's, hey, knowing that they think we're going to run the fade, so we're going to run the fake fade slant, it's that next level thinking that he and Devontae had that he and Christian Watts are going to have to get to and he's going to have to get to with some of his other guys. Somebody's going to have to step up with that red zone production. Um, and It's not just going to be able to come from one guy and it can't just be Robert Tunyon either. I'm just picturing it's around week 13, and uh, there's Pat McAfee standing up there in his black wide-banded tank top, and he's got a hammer dip in, and he's just doing his thing, and he asks Aaron how the season's going and some of the doubters in the offseason. And Rodgers going to be sitting there with his bookshelf and his brick wall and his hair and his, his movie line T-shirt. He's oh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's just too bad. You know, it's so, so many doubts about us and you know, the step back we were going to take uh, with Devontae. I just wonder where those people are now. Like, you guys know that that's, that's definitely happening. That exact exchange is going to happen when they're, I don't know, take your pick, 10-3, and 11-2, maybe slip up to 9-4. and four. Devontae Adam was not holding the Green Bay Packers organization up like Atlas. He was an extremely talented wide receiver of them for a few years, and the whole show is number 12. Uh, I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's a fullback he's throwing to or a tackle eligible. He'll figure it out. The more interesting question for me is, like, I just don't care how many games they win in the regular season. I know it's going to be a lot. The Devontae Adams question is going to be about one game, maybe one drive, shoot, maybe one play when they're in the playoff game somewhere, and it's like, well, man... Sammy Watkins is out there and we need 11 yards against the Niners in the, in the snow or the, the, the Saints or the Rams or whoever the hell it is. You just look at the roster and you're like, well, like Aaron Jones is good and you know Sammy Watkins is fast and famous and been on a lot of teams. I don't really care. I, I really don't. I just know it's number 12 and they're going to rip off a bunch of wins and beat up some teams. 
Will they win that one game, and will Devontae Adams make a difference in that one game? Because he sure as hell didn't last year. I think he's a great player, but I think they're inexchangeable between amongst the Packers receivers. I, I hate to say it because I respect Devontae, but the bumps will be next, guys. So we got to get out of here. It's all kinds of Aaron Rodgers talk. We love doing it. I can't wait for that moment on the Mac of the show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.